0: All right, I'm ready. If you're ready, you sure? Yeah, we're recording. Let's go. <laughs> you always look at it like you. I got to double. 100. I got to double check. We. I slipped you, you one slipped. time. You did slip. That's how. Sometimes I think you don't remember anything, and then like you think like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, all right, I want to first uh, apologize. I want to apologize to our fans because. You know, I think the, the, the secret sauce of Seeking Wisdom is that we make it super tactical. Yep. I think we slipped a little bit. Like, Tell I, me more. So the numbers have been growing, the ratings have been growing, but I think, you know, the mark of, of somebody who always wants to get better is even when things are good, we got to look at our podcast and say, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. can we make this better? There we go. And so, you know, the secret sauce is keeping things tactical and uh, I want to make sure we get back to that. Bring me back. You said it the other day, so we're going to get back. All right. So today on Seeking Wisdom, we're going to talk about something new that we're doing here at Drift in 2017. We try to open up the, you know, behind the curtains and show you a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and so we're doing this. We have a new approach. Uh, we've been doing it for a little while, but this is the first time we're going to talk about it. So, DC, what is our... Tell the people about our approach to how we're, gonna, how we're growing the business uh, this year.
1: So we went into this year splitting... Our funnel. So if we think about our sales funnel, mm-hmm. 27, 2016, we had one funnel that we were all part of from a product standpoint, sales, marketing, etc., And that was a, let's think about it as a purely freemium funnel. So people come to the website, they sign up for free, and then they can choose to upgrade or not. Yeah. And depending on different points in that d- throughout the year, maybe there are humans assisting them, maybe there weren't. And um, learned a lot through that. Grew 33X. 30,
0: yeah. We, 33X growth in customers.
1: Yeah. In 2016, obviously small base, but massive growth. Yeah. And um, we learned a lot from that. And then we started this year with taking that existing funnel and splitting it in two. And that funnel being keeping the freemium funnel on one end, uh, which we can go into, which is touchless, and then going in uh, and creating a separate funnel that we call the sales funnel or the enterprise funnel. Uh, which involves, has salespeople in it, and involves a more traditional kind of inside sales mechanism.
0: Right, so this is actually good timing because it just came out this week. Hmm. Dropbox. Tell me. <laughs> I feel like we just talked about MailChimp, uh-huh. right? Dropbox, uh, eight years. Yeah, yeah. Fastest SaaS company. To what? To one billion. Wait, wait, was that a B? That was a B! <laughs> billion. Now I just fell off my chair. That's not the number that we usually talk about in SaaS, which is valuation. That is revenue. That's cash money. That is cash money. Wow. They might be doing okay.
1: Everyone, stop right now. What are you doing? Respect. Take your hat off. Respect. Show respect. To Dropbox. Salute, Drew Houston, homie. Yeah. I respect you.
0: Yeah. That's so. So anyway. So the point. The point of us bringing that is a. It's it's current. It just happened. But. There's, there was this myth, like, maybe, like, you know... Not not
1: to na- name drop or anything. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You what do I doing? just want to share with the community. What
0: are you doing tonight?
1: You know, six of us doing a little dinner with uh, with my boy, Drew Houston, tonight. Yeah. I'm going to talk to the billion-dollar man <laughs> so, himself, see if I can learn some lessons. So we... And if whatever I learn, I'm going to bring back, mm, and I'm going to share with all of you. That's when the
0: best stuff happens. We just... We, we did the usual pre-seeking wisdom, which is go and get a coffee, and uh, DC's been doing a little... Uh, you have, a, you have a, it's not even a weight loss goal. It's a, it's a physique goal for 2017, Yeah. right? It's called 32. 32. Uh, 32 waste is the goal. That's the goal. But anyway, you haven't been eating, you know, you've been doing this whole fasting thing. Uh-huh. And so I was, I'm just, I'm kind of nervous that you're going to be hanging out with Drew from Dropbox tonight, and you're going to pass out. So I might. try to eat, like eat a snack between now and then. It would be great. Just green smoothies, man. <laughs> green smoothies. All right, so anyway, the, the, the story in SaaS for like you know a lot of people listening, I'm sure.
1: Why is the billing important with Dropbox? Why is that important? In, in the context of this
0: podcast that we're doing today. Well, for us, it's important because that's the company that we want to build. Bless you. You just yeah, sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> you try to be excited and sneeze at the same time. Did I get that answer right?
1: Yeah, okay. and it, and because they have a funnel, that looks uh, pretty much like what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, and so, like, the the thing that we talk about all the time is, like, finding patterns. Mm-hmm. So this is great. We, you know, we see there is a pattern out there. I think for a while, and you can speak to this more than I can, is, like, wasn't the narrative in, like, SaaS, like, you, you know, you had a, companies in the early 2000s, 2005, 10, OG. whatever, OG. Wasn't the narrative like, oh, let's build amazing product. Mm -hmm. We don't need salespeople. Yep. And people are just going to upgrade.
1: Yep. We went through, you know, everything goes through cycles. Uh, So we went through, in the early 2000s, it was all about survival, right? And, um, you know, post bubble burst. And so most companies, including my own at that point, we were running towards enterprise field sales. So let's get people face-to-face. Let's hide the fact, you know, hide the power of the internet, right, behind some people give them safety, and sell big, you know, six-figure, seven-figure-dollar deals.
0: And that was like, you don't see the product, you don't try it before you buy Mm -hmm. it, you're Mm -hmm. signing a multi-year, like, you know, three-year on-prem deal for something, right? (laughs) Exactly. complete opposite of what we used to today. And
1: then the next model that emerged after that was an inside sales model. Uh, Many of you know it well, you know, and that was still you don't see the product that much but now people are coming to your website, you're turning your website into a magnet, yep. you're getting them to fill out lead forms, and you're routing that to inside sales teams and BDRs, SDRs, and then you're closing those, those customers, again, largely without them seeing the product.
0: Yeah, and so the crazy thing, the crazy thing to, for me is like, if right, all right, so if after this podcast, don't do it while you're listening. If you go to Dropbox's website, mm-hmm. the crazy thing to me is 80% of the attention and the, the calls to action on the website are to get people into free. Yep. Right? But they have this thing that, that they've nailed, which is like they found a way to get the people who are self, they want people to self-select into business. Mm-hmm. They want somebody like you mm-hmm. to go to the Dropbox website and like, Shh, I'm not here for this free. I want, I, I need the security. I need the storage. I need the team members. Like they, they found these, they have a good pattern of, they found a way to get the teams interested in Dropbox.
1: Yeah, it's a different, they solve for a different job, right? That's a job of a business. And they want those people to know that they have that pain Know that they have to solve that job and self-select into that group. Very different from that. Even that same person, which be myself, when the job is, I just want to back up some photos right. from my camera.
0: All right. So that's the, that's the story. But I want to talk about tactically how you make a change like this at a company like Mm -hmm. you know if you go back to last year we talked about and this is on a on a podcast that we've done where we talked about how we set one goal for q2 of last year and that was let's prove we can get demand can we get signups for this thing Mm -hmm. we did that we went on to q3 which was let's prove we can get people activated and active using drift right Mm q4 let's prove we can get people paying for it and we've Mm -hmm. we've done all those things Mm -hmm. And it's like so you make so much progress in a year only to then turn the page on 2016 and you go to 2017 and you have to rally the team around a completely new mission and add another ball. to
1: Yeah, double. and each point, at each point last year, you're adding complexity because Q2 was our starting point. Right. And so we only had one goal as a team, as you said, signups. So there was no competition from a goal standpoint. We were all aligned around signups. Q three comes in. We're we're aligned around activations. Signups are still important. So now we've added a second goal. Q and then Q four we add monetization, and so now you have three goals that are, are aligned, but you know are a little bit different. And then we start all over, as you said in twenty seventeen. And we said we look back and said the freemium stuff has been great for us. Uh, there's a different type of user who wants to use us, and I think this is the key at a larger business has different set of demands, just like the Dropbox business um, example that you used. And they're different, and they expect different things. They might not care about uh, free. They might not care about a freemium product. They might just want to go into a trial. They might want to talk to someone. It's a totally different use case and persona and job that they're trying to solve, but they want to use our software to do that. How uh, How do we best handle that? And what we did was to split the funnel into two. And by splitting the funnel, it's not only just like on paper we split the funnel, but we have to think about it from a team standpoint and say, okay, engineers, let's say engineers are all working on this premium product now. So how do we slowly migrate some of them, some percentage of them, over to this enterprise or sales funnel, which has a lot more complexity in it? Yep. Uh, how do we migrate, how do we handle, mark from a marketing standpoint, splitting you know, the demands of driving free usage versus driving trials. How do we do that on, uh, where do we put sales and CSMs? Obviously, we want to put them on the enterprise and sales side and take them out of the freemium funnel. We want that to be touchless. And so it has an effect on every single person on the team. And so we've had to go down from the team and make sure we have alignment across all of the different functional areas. Yeah,
0: I think you hit on, so a couple things that you hit on that I want to dive into. Number one is You said touchless, right? So it's still the same like myth of touchless sales, but that's not the entire business. No. But in order for our business to really work, we gotta get in order for the economics of the business to work, we gotta get that freemium Mm -hmm. to be touchless. Yes. And that's a product thing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a product thing. And we have a we formed a new team called Growth that is totally totally owns that whole freemium funnel. And they're going to get good at optimizing that funnel and driving touchless usage and doing all that stuff. And we've had that, but we've mixed in 2016, we mixed the
0: funnels into one and now we're separating out the use cases. So you you brought up the other thing that I wanted that I wanted you to go at, which is the only way this works is if people have ownership. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. If we just said, hey, we're going to split the funnel. But nobody owns the different pieces. Disaster. So this is why we launched the. Gro- we didn't have we, we had people working on different functions, but we didn't have a formal growth team. I'm using air quotes. Like <laughs> we didn't have a growth team. Yep. But then you know you guys came up with this idea. Like, look, if we're gonna have this freemium and, it has and sales funded. funnel, it yeah. has to be fully funded. Mm-hmm. But not even just fully funded. Like there has to be. A group of individuals that are directly responsible for the success or failure of that, which is a theme that we talk about all the oh, time. Oh
1: yeah, and they own it top to bottom. And that growth team includes engineering resources, design resources, a product manager, or kind of marketing manager for that for that group. Uh, it has all those people, and they own that whole thing top to bottom, including. How are we going to deal with support for the freemium funnel? How are we going to deal with, you know, upgrades, billing, all the kind of stuff, all the decisions you need to make from a business standpoint, they own top to bottom. That's not shared across groups. It's one team. It's and one team. And this is something
0: you, you've you mentioned this a bunch, but, like, wasn't this something that you saw over and over, like, in your career? Is like, yeah. you know, the exec team might say, hey, this year we're going to do this, mm-hmm. but there's just complete bullshit or, like, you know, too many blurred lines between teams. Yeah,
1: and- always the case. Yeah. They want people to have dotted lines. I hate that. I hate <laughs> dotted lines. Oh, your dotted line to this and that. Like, no, a team needs to have a singular focus, one number, ideally, that they're trying to drive to, have autonomy and the accountability to drive those numbers. And that's what we did by forming that team. And then we have the other product teams, other marketing and sales, who are focused on what we call the enterprise sales funnel. And they're working... Obviously, they're related, but they're very different funnel, very different use case and job that they're solving for.
0: The other thing that I think was was super helpful from like a tactical, like how do we get the team on board with this perspective is we made this like the focus of our kickoff Mm -hmm. and offsite. Say more about that. So I think like, I think it would have been easy for you to just like write a post on our wiki saying Mm -hmm. like, this year we're going to split the funnel. Here's how it's going to work. You know, you guys own this. This other team owns this. And here we go. Mm -hmm. Let's get it. Yep. But I think what happened is we made this like a key theme of the offsite, and that gives everybody a sense of ownership. And so, so one of the things that we did for all the people listening who who weren't there, obviously, were you at the offsite? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. We maybe we'll post some footage. I don't think we'll be posting footage, but no, um, it was crazy. It was great. Uh, you know, we we split the team up, and so we had like our company meeting, and then we split the team up into different groups, mm-hmm. and each group basically like so it was like. Random groups. So it would be like a marketing person, a salesperson, and an engineer that never worked together, all mixed up in random groups. Mm-hmm. And each one of them was given a problem related to our business in 2017. Yep. And then they went off, like brainstorm about it, talked about it for an hour, and then had to come back and present to the rest of the company. Mm-hmm. I think that was such a key thing because it gives everybody a sense of ownership. It gets a bunch of different opinions in the group. And some of the best ideas came from people who don't work on, like, the business side of the business.
1: Yep, absolutely. It gave everyone that sense of autonomy and accountability that we talk about. And it kind of drove home... The why behind the decisions that we were making where those things would not come out in any blog post or, or a company meeting or whatever. They had to think through the problems and try to figure out how we were going to solve these. And maybe they would come up with a better solution. Ideally, they'd be come up with a better solution, uh, than we may have come up with. And so like that really drove that home.
0: Yeah. And then the other, the other thing is like just tactically, like, we we didn't expect this to all happen overnight it's like you know almost every week now we're picking off one or two things that help us inch closer to that mm-hmm. and you know you 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 talk about like roadmaps all the time but we don't have a roadmap we know where we want to go mm-hmm. and it's up to keep you know communicate with the team and share how we're going to what we're going to do this week to to inch us closer
1: sure we don't have a roadmap but we have goals mm-hmm. very clear goals and uh highly measurable goals and uh and then the teams are finding the best path
0: to get us there. Yeah. Oh, you, you know what we should talk about? Actually, we talked about setting goals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We haven't done we haven't talked about we ended up using a framework for goal setting. Mm-hmm. How did you think that went?
1: I loved it. We should do an episode on that.
0: We should. Yeah. We don't want to spoil it all.
1: Oh no. Let's okay. leave them hanging.
0: All right. So so that's really the deal. So split the funnel, two mm-hmm. funnels. What yep. do you think what do you think this means from a from a sales team perspective?
1: Well I I think it's a you know, it's a larger uh, trend I don't want to use the word trend but I think it's a it's a larger thing that is happening in the market we've seen you know we just talked about Dropbox uh, they've been running this kind of split funnel started with a freemium funnel added on an enterprise and business funnel we saw this happen obviously at slack at a freemium funnel enterprise funnel we've seen this happen at Envision yeah go go
0: back three or four podcast episodes listen to Ryan
1: yep started with a freemium funnel added an enterprise funnel I think it, it is it's not a trend. Uh, because that sounds like it's something that's going to go away. But it's businesses as SaaS becomes more ubiquitous, right? And uh, we get used to buying software, Uh, seeing SaaS platforms like Drift being able to be sold to the smallest of businesses as well as the largest of businesses, and being able to do that by splitting the funnel because those different buyers have different expectations. If I'm a you know SMB, or if I'm a technical user, you know single person adopting a, a product, I might be okay with a totally touchless approach, yeah. a la a Mailchimp or or Shopify. But if I am a large company who has a hundred sales reps and two hundred CSMs and a whole bunch of and multiple locations and lots of complexity, I don't want to I don't want to sign up for your uh, your your freemium product. I want to talk to someone who's going to help me understand how this models in my world.
0: Right, like that person. Like the VP of Sales, who would be the buyer for that, mm-hmm. isn't going to come to the website with a credit card, no, nope. and get on the fifty dollars month plan. But you know what's the best part? What's the best part? If you're that
1: small uh, individual, or you're that the largest of companies, you can use Drift to speak to both of those people.
0: Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a good plug. You know, sometimes I think like we don't, we don't, we don't plug Drift enough. But yeah. that's okay. We got a playbook. The yep. Gary V. We talk about it. We give, 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 give and and all right. So. Anything else we want to talk about in this? Because I, I got no. I got to wrap up. Let's go. Uh, so I want to do. You know, we talk so much about getting uh, reviews. We just crossed two hundred, <laughs> by the <laughs> way. <laughs> two hundred. Finally. So, DD, thank you, team. Congrats to me on, on getting a, on getting a raise uh, for hitting my two hundred quota. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll buy you guys coffee. Yeah. He um, got his raise. coffee. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I got it. This is the biggest coffee I've ever had, actually. Uh, so I, I want to shout, like, this show is all about the people and the feedback that we get. Yeah. Uh, so I just, you know, I want to start a new habit of shouting people out. All right, let's shout someone reviews. out. All right, so this review is from Pete. Uh, this was seven days ago. Pete said, okay, I finally found the right moment to hijack my girlfriend's iPhone. I can now express my rabid fervor for the straight-talking, no-BS insights offered by DC and DG each week. Seeking wisdom has become a staple in my weekly podcast consumption, and I find myself recommending it to others regularly. Keep it going, gentlemen. I'm excited for this year's content. And then he went five-star, 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 five-star emoji. Sincerely, Pete. Shout it out, Pete! I mean, you can't get hijacked his girlfriend's iPhone because he doesn't use Apple products to leave a review. You can't teach that. That's
1: someone who knows how to get it done. Man. All right, let him know. All right, five star reviews only. Hit that subscribe button. We need to climb the, those charts. Mm-hmm. Show these people the Seeking Wisdom community. We're doing big things this year. I can't wait to meet all of you in person. Uh, and Ooh, oh,
0: we might have something. About, oh. We might have something what? on that. We're not ready to tell them okay. yet today.
1: Soon, soon, soon. We'll have All right, more. Stay on tuned, that. man.
0: Yeah. And uh, if you've just been passively listening, do yourself a favor and subscribe. See you next week. Peace.